On this episode of Industry Relations, Rob and I discuss the recent CoStar and Move news, and we chat about ChatGPT. Let's go. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Industry Relations with Rob and Greg. This is the Notorious Rob. Rob Hahn, and of course, as always, the fabulous Greg Robertson, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Yeah, yeah, well, Rob. <laughs> Listen, I've got a bone to pick with you before we get started here. Okay. Um, somebody just somebody called me Fab on Fab. Twitter. Fab. Yeah, baby. Fab. Okay. <laughs> so this whole fabulous Greg Robertson. Listen, uh, I mean. I changed my Twitter Twitter moniker. Yeah, but I, I didn't sign up for being called Fab. Okay, that's just that's well, it's a, such a great it's not, Fab, it's dude. Not, it's not as it is not a great. It's not dude, a great let's nickname. Put, there, I think there's a uh, laundry detergent called Fab. <laughs> right? I'm pretty no, sure there's no laundry detergent is there, called Greg. Is, is that still around? I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I do you remember the last a, time I I did laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I do remember that. But I mean, all I can think about is Tide, and I don't, I don't yeah. do the, I don't get the laundry shopping done either. I mean, <laughs> huh? I gotta look, I gotta look that up, man. That's a good. I mean, question. how wedded are you to the name Greg? I'm just asking. Oh, just shut up! Just, just shut up! <laughs> you know, you could legally go change it. You know. <laughs> well, it's like okay. Let's see the notorious Rob. So I'm just gonna call you not from from, from now on. <laughs> I preferred if you'd called me naughty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's there are people that do. <laughs> oh man! Mm. All right. So uh, obviously today is hat day. Uh, yes. I, I could put on some glasses so we could. Uh, no, I got go. my All my right. my ducks hat. They uh, beat yep. the Capitals last night, so that's a good yep. thing. Yeah. Uh, I guess <laughs> sports ball. <laughs> I guess <laughs> it's so sad. Like how I pay so little attention to sports now. Like I used to really be like a total junkie for college football and even uh -huh. NFL. And then and then COVID happened. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I don't need to watch any of this. Well, I guess maybe this, maybe next season we'll have you and Sonny come out and see the Chargers with this. We got some good seats over there at SoFi. Sure, have a good time. Right. It might be fun. But uh, all right, so on to real estate. Uh, boy, <laughs> there's stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I guess I don't know if this, you know, we you kind of called it that um, CoStar was going to like uh, make a run at um, at Realtor, but uh, yeah. I guess Andy got cold feet, or I mean, mm -hmm. who knows, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he no he's knows. saying he's going to focus on Homes.com, but there's got to be more to the story. Then you know, I, you know. So I just wrote a post about out. this. <laughs> oh, okay. So I've thought about it quite a bit, and we could talk about it here, right? Because the post yeah, is let's VIP. Do it. So, um, so start with the obvious, right? Okay. So first of all, in case no one, in case anyone listening doesn't know, which seems impossible because like it's everywhere. Yeah, our ten, uh, our ten listeners would know this. So, <laughs> exactly, yeah. they know. Uh, <laughs> Real uh, News Corp and CoStar have apparently broken off talks, there will be no acquisition of Move by CoStar. At this time. Okay. At right. this time. Right. Uh, so, you know, look, there's some obvious possible answers, right? Like one is just price was too high, right? 
maybe News Corp yeah. went in. It's like we want ten billion, and Costa was like, "Yeah, you know what? We don't need to keep talking." <laughs> like, yeah, the juice was not worth the squeeze, right? You're, you're yeah. not even in the same universe of where we think this thing is worth. That's one yeah. possibility. The other possibility is um, is uh, NAR could have said no. I mean, we because we don't know. No, here's what I mean. We don't know what the the operating agreement looks like. We mentioned it the last time we talked about this, right? We know it's yeah. friendly. Well, I don't know if NAR could had the ability to say no to anything, but they could have took a look at the operating agreement going, well, if we did this, we'd have to do A, B, and C, and we don't want to do A, B, and C. All I'm saying, since we don't know what the operating agreement, the obvious one is maybe the operating agreement gives NAR the ability to say, we are not going to license the realtor brand to whoever acquires you next. Like we get, we get to have a say, and then they say, "Yeah, we're not, we're not licensing that to CoStar." So that's, I'm just right. saying, it's we don't know. It's a possibility. Those are like the easy ones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the more complicated stuff, I think, which is I think probably the real story, right? So my overall thesis is that Andy Florence and CoStar have decided to build instead of buy. Right when it comes, well, that's what to, he's saying, right? That's at least what he's saying, but. I mean, what, what I don't think has a whole lot of reasons to lie about it. And what's interesting about it is, in the earnings call, Andy said that Coast, uh, that Homes.com, their traffic is up 130% year over year. Yeah. Now, right. it's from a low base. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But still, they're now at 24 million monthly uniques, which is not right. nothing. That's actually all right. Well, it's it's roughly... Realtors five times that, and and Zillow's ten times that, right? Real, I don't think Realtors five times that. Realtor last I looked was just short of ninety million. Well, let's see. I look. I did a post about this, and I looked at it. And okay, now this is. I'm not sure if this is apples to apples because this was yeah, average yeah. monthly uniques, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I put. I did the math, and I, it, yeah. it was five times. But anyway, okay. whatever, right? Anyway, whatever. So my point is. <clears throat> and then at the same earnings call, you talked about how homes.com was up 130%, realtor.com was down 15%. And realtor.com traffic over the last few years has been trending downward. They've been losing. It traffic. was down, it was down last quarter for sure. Yeah. Right. So I think if I'm Andy, and this is kind of what I wrote, it, it makes sense to go, hey, like even if they were in talks and price wasn't an issue and license wasn't an issue. It could have been like, why would I pay so much money for a site that's traf that's losing traffic, right? When my own site is growing traffic like gangbusters, and if I'm going to spend $3 billion, I'd rather spend it on advertising and marketing my own site, right? And get it to $90 million as opposed to spending it on this other site, right? Yeah, I mean, it, that's a good point. to me, that seems to be generally at least what he stated, right? In the earnings call. Um so, you know, that seems reasonable. The other thing, though, I think is when he went on and on about the business model, right? Like, he, he got into some real depth about this. Let me see if I could actually pull up the uh, earnings call transcript. Do, do, do. But um, still, I mean, you know, and I'm, I'm interested because you, you, you listened to the whole thing. I did not. So it'd be, mm -hmm. I'm curious to hear what he said, but I still just don't. You know, and we've talked about this before. If his if his goal is to beat Zillow, mm -hmm. it's a fool's errand to me. 
Okay. I mean, so there's got to be some other angle, and maybe maybe he he kind of alluded to the other angle here than that. I mean, I just don't I just don't see it happening. Uh, yeah, it, it you know it's funny. It's like he literally said during the earnings call, there's some competitive elements, and they don't want to make it too easy by just like laying everything out in the earnings call. But smart, you know, analysts should be able to kind of read between the lines and figure stuff out, right? And I was like, challenge accepted. Here we yeah, go. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see. Uh, da, da, da. So basically, he goes into this like long diatribe, right, about what the current competition is like. Basically, Zillow, Realtor.com, you know, other portals, right? And he basically says it's about you know selling buyer leads to these buyer agents, right, who aren't really that qualified. And so the, here's the language he used. So this is quoting Andy Florence from the earnings call. I've used some of these competing sites myself, submitted leads on properties I'm interested in. The experience is remarkably awful. The moment you submit a lead and for months afterwards, you're bombarded with cold calls from countless agents who have questionable qualifications. I'm like, look, uh, you're not wrong, right? Like That does happen. It's not. Well, I, I would wonder how long ago he did this because I know yeah. that Zillow has made some changes and everybody yep. else because yep. I think everybody figured out that, um, <laughs> you know, relying on agents to actually, hey, listen, if Andy got actual calls from agents back, that's yeah, a game changer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Who um, knows? I know Zillow had long over, had long taken over that process. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. But we do know, like this is a thing. Like you put your name into a, a real estate website, you know, you could be getting a lot of spam. I mean, it does happen. You know, it's not that yeah, different I than mean, putting your name into a used uh, like Carfax or something. Like you're gonna get a lot of emails from various dealers. You know, the worst is if you ever go like health insurance shopping. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's. So I remember awful. doing it. Those when I was remember the loan ones. You know, like have. Yeah. Have banks compete for your break, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I did that once a long, long time ago. Yeah. And like, I was like the worst yeah. experience also. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I, maybe, I don't know if Zillow does it that way. I don't I mean, know I, either. You know, I, mean, may, yeah. I should probably try and just um, go out there and like uh, try the experience on Zillow and see what happens. But this point is, again, whether that's true or not, it's immaterial. Like he believes right. that that's true, right? Yes. And I think from for sure. his standpoint, he's really promoting the your listing, your lead model. Right, which is the basis of homes.com. So his whole point is on homes.com, we're gonna connect the buyer, the browser, to the listing agent who knows the home the best, who knows the property the best. And this has been the mantra of the your listing your lead crowd for well, there years, there's a lot of people right? that that would argue with you that that thing anyway, of like oh, that agreed. the listing agent knows the most, right? Agreed. But, like yeah. I'm not I'm not taking yeah. a position on that. All I'm saying is that's what Andy Florence yeah. seems to believe. And he's at least promoting, right? What's cool about it is that whether you agree with that or not, you have to at least agree that's different than Zillow and Realtor.com. Oh, to right? totally, yeah. It's yeah. at least different than every other real estate website out there, you know, from a portal standpoint. So I think the challenge yeah, for Andy yeah. became, okay, Let's say I buy Realtor.com. I go spend $3 billion, I buy Realtor.com. Now I've added 90 million traffic, unique visitors, right? But I really think this sort of selling buyer leads is an awful experience. 
right? It's a bad business model because he talks about that as well. Then I have to transition and pivot Realtor.com from doing the, we'll get the buyer. And then you know how they have the whole, like, we'll send you leads for 35% referrals and all that. Yeah, OpCity, yeah. Yeah, the OpCity model. He would have to eliminate that and then transition all of them to this new, your listing, your lead model. Yeah, which is exactly what he did with Homes.com though, right? Correct. He fired the staff. Correct. Correct. Right, of the salespeople. So he's, he's been, which is remarkable to me, he just flushed down all that revenue down the toilet, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. But it's one yeah. thing, like, with Homestock, how much revenue did he flush down the toilet? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you know, it's, you know, it, it's it's not there anymore, you know? I, my, my point is, he didn't spend that much either. But if you spend $3 billion, right, and then you flush a couple hundred million, you know, down the toilet, then your ROI math gets completely wonky, right? right. He's, like, now you know, your payback not, not, period's... It's you not know. exactly uh, Elon Musk buying Twitter fucking failure, but um, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know that that's a failure yet, but that's a whole different well, point, yeah. you know? Uh, They're not making money. Let's put it this way. Elon didn't buy Twitter to make money, right? And Andy would buy Realtor.com to make money. Yeah, I guess the and, thing is, how, how much do you want to lose, right? Exactly. And I think the yeah. math just didn't work out. Yeah. You know, that, that's kind of what I believe because he genuinely believes the business model is so different. So from that standpoint, uh, it, he has to build. Like there's no portal he could acquire now, you know, if that's true, right? Because there's no portal out there that, I mean, you could do little tuck-ins, right? You could buy some yeah. site with a million users for a million bucks, you know, something yeah, like yeah. that. That's just buying traffic, right? Um, but there's no major portal. You can't buy Redfin. <laughs> like the same same logic. Okay, you buy yeah. Redfin, you'd have to completely transition that business model, you know, fire all the agents, you know, and then like, okay, so now what's your payback period, right? It doesn't right, make right. So he, at this point, I think it's fair to say that CoStar is probably not in the portal buying business, right? Because of this. And I think that's probably the important thing. Uh, so if you have a big portal out there, you know, uh, and you're thinking my exit is CoStar, uh, it ain't gonna happen. I don't think yeah. that's, you know, the the way forward. Unless the price know. becomes so attractive that, you sure. know, as you said, you know, surrendering that revenue isn't such a delta there that sure, sure. you can't overcome. It, yeah, sure, it would have to be something like that. Um, so, th- the other interesting thing, though, is some of the other stuff, like the details, because that's what I do, right? I mean, there's plenty of Wall Street analysts out there who are way smarter than I am, and they're actually licensed to advise people on this. So, you know, they'll do that thing on the investment side. What I looked at was some of the other things that came out, right? One thing that I saw that was kind of interesting is how they're doing this free buyer agent directory, right? Yeah. And this exists on homes.com right now. You go, there's this whole agent directory, uh, there's no fee, there's no referral, there's there's nothing. It's like you just pick the one that you know that you want to work with. And what Andy said about that is, and I'll read it to you. Uh, we are not just providing value to the agents with the listing, though. We're making it easier for buyers to find agents who have expertise and experience that are the best match for the needs of those buyers, and then facilitating connecting with them and collaborating with them without us trying again inject ourselves in the process inappropriately, uh, our product development uh, released a robust agent directory, blah, blah, blah. And the whole point is that this is free, right? 
That's what he claims. So I don't think he's going to be charging those. Maybe he will, because it's not about a lead. It's just like some, you know, some user came, found you, right? If you get business from them, then you owe us some money or something like that. Who knows, right? But what occurred to me about that is you actually can't do that unless your base business model, you really believe in your listing, your lead. Because if it's about buyer leads, then you can't go and alienate your customer base by promoting this other buyer agent over here, right? Who hasn't paid you, right? And I was like, okay, this might really signal, at least it signals to me that Andy's very serious about, you know, you're listing your lead, about monetizing seller side of things, you know, monetizing online ads. And he doesn't care about buyer agency. He doesn't care about that stuff, right? He's not looking to make money from buyer agents, which then implies he's going to be able to do some shit that other companies have tried and did not succeed, right? Things like agent ratings, right? So this is why I wrote my post. Remember that whole kerfuffle around like Redfin agent ratings and home light and even HAR to some extent? Right, I think the agent ratings it was more wasn't it? It was more transactions, right? Not ratings. It was transactions, but if you go on uh, homes.com, you look at the agent directory. It has transactions, price points, right? It yeah. has that data. I mean, Presumably, you can you, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you can go to realtor.com and they have a find a realtor section also that has you, know, you put a zip code in, put it, it lists them out, it, it lists. Um, I, it's a little bit less information here from what I can see, but I mean, this says price range within the last 24 months, experience mm -hmm. 17 years, the area mm -hmm. served. Yep. Uh, it shows the 21 listing. So it does so yep. some transaction yep. data. So yep. there's, this is not a, I mean, having an agent directory that's free is not, no, a, that it's, with, it's with not transaction. Yet. Completely agree. And I'm not saying what homes.com yeah. has today is, is that. What I'm saying though, is when Andy Florence says, you know, that they want to, help buyers find agents who have the ex expertise experience that are best match for their needs. That says to me, unless unless he's just talking a lot of bullshit out of his mouth and this agent directory is that, I could easily see them going to, you know what? We're now going to do more product development. We're going to start putting some algorithms, some AI, whatever else, and start saying, hey, you know what? These four are the agents that we think are the best match, and here's reasons why. Agent ratings. You know, service level computations, you know, responsiveness, all this type of stuff that they could potentially do and actually deliver value to buyers and those few buyer agents. I'm saying COSAR can do that because they're not relying on them to buy buyer leads from them, right? It's just like an extra bonus. Right? Whereas Zillow, uh, Realtor.com, they would have a tougher time doing that. Zillow maybe doesn't care because Zillow's whole thing is we only want to work with the best of the best agents. Right. So they're already getting them. They're, so they kind of feel like they're already doing that. But yeah. it, there is something to be said. It may not be the best of the best, best of the best in terms I don't, of- I like, mean, but walk that out. Let's, I mean, you know, you know, I've been managing people for, you know, 30 years, right? Mm -hmm. And there's always this thing of like, there's their, his side, her side, or his side, his side. And then there's the truth, right? Mm -hmm. And in real estate transactions can get messy, right? So they might get, you know, they might get a bad rating or whatever else, but I tell you, 
does any agent, if they get a bad rating from, from somebody and they happen to list property still and their name shows up there and it says shitty ratings on it, they're not going to stand for that. They're not going to want to do that. Um, no matter if it's an algorithm or, or something a customer said or anything else. I mean, mm -hmm. they might have the ability to do that now, but Hey, if I'm listing a house on and homes.com is the only site that's going to be my face. Yeah. It's my listing, my lead, but it's also saying this one, you know, and I, I'll, you know, I know what happened here. You know, it's not exactly, there's two sides of the story and this guy was a terrible client. Right. But it's the only site out there that gives me two stars. Right. I mean, I, guess, who knows I, I don't know, man. I mean, is. yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's a, a good, there's, I think you're right. There are different business models you could follow, but I would, I would kind of put the brakes on a little bit of something like that. But yeah. Yeah. Who, who knows? I'm just relating like, this is what came out and we don't know because what exists today is no different than what you're going to find on Zillow and on realtor.com. Right. It just made me think, okay, but if you're not relying on buyer agents, buyer leads from your money, then it, op it gives you a lot more flexibility to do more that might piss off buyer agents. Again, you're, you're right. It, you know, I'm just an agent and I have a bunch of listings and I do business co-star. Uh, but on the buyer side, somehow I'm getting radish, you know, crappy. So I don't like that. I guess we'll cross that bridge. But, you know, as you and I both know, like a lot of the top agents, they don't really do buyer business anymore anyway. Like, I don't know of a single team leader who's like doing buyer business. They, they keep the few clients, you know, longtime clients. They'll service those. Yeah, but yeah. All I mean, the I other think buyer business they're not going to turn away business, member. but, you know, they might no, be but focusing. but it goes to some agent on their team, yeah. right? They're not... They're not yeah. that concerned about buy side business. But the, but the teams know? are its own separate thing, right? I mean, you know, average agent out there is not going to turn away business. They might focus on listings, which they should. Sure. But if, sure. if something comes up, if a, you know, a friend, relative or whatever, they're going to do that. Sure. And then to put it, if, if somebody goes to homes.com and sees, I've got a listing from this agent that's got two stars. I mean, it's just, sure. it's not a good experience. Yeah. On the other hand, like if I'm homes.com and I'm completely laser focused on seller side business and monetizing that side, the listing side, your listing, your lead thing. I don't know that I care that much about the average agent who does three listings a year. Right. I mean, but if it's, you know? but again, if it's your listing, right. And your face is up there and your rating is, is on there and it says two yeah. stars and it's your listing. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, I, I, it's, you know, who's going to give, who's going to contact me because it looks like I'm a shitty agent. Well, I mean, no buyer's going to contact you, but you already have a listing, right? And right, all those but I need, I need to, to get it sold though, <laughs> right? You know, I need all those leads going to come to you. You can explain to the buyer <laughs> yeah. and try and double end the yeah. deal, whatever. I mean, who the hell knows, right? I don't yeah. know. I'm just saying what's interesting about it is that it does allow the possibility that homes.com could be much more aggressive about rating buyer agents, you know, about some of that stuff than others have been able to. Right. Well, I, I would look at it this way. The other thing that it does is is it's it's obviously dual agency, right? So it does give the um, the ability of increasing the chances that um, they're going to be able to, to monetize both sides of the transaction, which means mm -hmm. they're kind of, there's kind of more money on the table there, mm -hmm. which means you know are the agent going to be open to providing things they hadn't done in the past. Mm -hmm whether it's a pass-through or they're just going to buy a package that has a certain amount of agent or listing enhancement products mm -hmm. um, on there. Now, that's another crowd you're going to get in a tangle with because there's a lot of people that think, 
you know, in, in some places it's actually illegal, right? So, sure. Um, sure. But some, you know, some people think that dual agent thing should have stopped a long time ago. I think um, most professionals think it should have, but what they when they say that though, they almost invariably mean single agent dual agency. Right. They never apply to single to broker. brokerage dual agency. Yeah. They don't apply to teams, right? So it's like, all right, whatever, you know. In any event, so the reason why I bring that up is because the most interesting part of the call for me, and I understand it's because of my personal obsession. I totally get that. But when he talked about how in the last year, they've unified the HomeSnap and the Homes.com backend. It's now one backend. Right? And they talked about how they have a million agents registered on the Homes.com platform. He didn't say with Homes.com. He said Homes.com platform. And I thought that was significant. Right. So I wanted to kind of get your take on it. And the reason for it is, over the years, man, I've spoken to a lot of agents, right? I don't recall a single agent at any time saying, oh, yeah, man, I'm, 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 I'm advertising homes.com. Like, they don't, homes.com doesn't even cross their lips. I've not, honestly, in the last five years, I don't think I've ever heard an agent mention homes.com, right? They always talk about Zillow, they talk about Realtor, they talk about Redfin, even Open Door. I've not once heard any agent talk about homes.com, right? Yeah, they I mean, it's definitely. About, yeah, home snap. Right. <laughs> right. For sure. So, how is it that you have this million people on homes.com platform? It has to be through home snap, right? And that's how they will take yeah. the agent profiles and the, all that stuff, right? Yeah. Homes, homes.com has had a, this Homes Connect product or program. And, uh, you know, when they're part, when back in the day before they turned into a broker like it is, they're a syndicator, and part of the value package, I think, with MLSs is that their agents may have gotten a free tool sets of something from Homes.com, right? Mm -hmm. So I can, you know, think, you know, we all know the math, right? I mean, if you get seventy-five MLSs um, on that platform, right, you've got mm -hmm. a million people that mm -hmm. have access to. Not to say that they're using it every day or anything else, Correct. but Correct. you know, if you look on, if I go onto some of these uh, Clarity dashboards or the SSO dashboards for some MLSs there. Sometimes I do see a homes.com icon on there sure. and that, sure. that links to a certain set of tools um, sure. on there. So it's not, it's not to me a million for homes.com platform. The platform isn't really homes.com, the portal, but there are other things that they've signed up through the MLS that they sure. can call. And that number doesn't surprise sure. me that they, they would say that, but oh, I yeah, mean, yeah. No, any meaningful uh, yeah. thing would be, yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be Home Snap, right? But we can talk about Home Snap. I mean, um, I was surprised the other day. I was talking to somebody about it, and I forgot their name because I okay. just don't hear about it as much as you were from the MLSs. And it's it's kind of like, you know, it's no secret. I think the industry is a little bit wary of Home of CoStar, and therefore wary of Home Snap. Mm -hmm. And I don't. I don't think that's getting the traction and anything. Or certainly not the promotion from those MLSs that it used sure. to in the past. So sure. um, that's got a, that's lost a little bit of its luster a little bit, oh, right? No Don't doubt. you think? I mean, no my doubt. opinion. No doubt. Yeah. All I'm saying is HomeSnap is the reason why Homes.com platform has a million users, which I think is pretty clear, right? And it's not the HomeSnap of the last year. I mean, it's the HomeSnap 
you know, that was out like it's a free, you know, member benefit to all your people, blah, blah, blah. And then CoStar came and acquired them, you know, and then everyone's like, oh, my God, we're terrified. And that's another revenue source he gave up. Right. Was he stopped charging the dollar per member per month on that? Yeah, it's crazy. And he stopped. Yeah. And he talked about how they're scaling down some of the home snap revenue, like the social media marketing type stuff. He's like, yeah, we're we're going for something else. Right. So. Now the good news is that was only like seven million a year or something like that, and they're like, we don't care. I don't. Coaster's like, whatever. I mean, the real estate vertical did seventy-five million. Like, okay. Is that true though? Have they stopped selling? You know, advertising for HomeSnap. I mean, no, it's not that. It's what he said is they they transition a lot of the salespeople from selling that stuff to some selling something else. Right. Right. So it, there's a pivot underway with HomeSnap as well. My point simply is they have this back end, right, that's now unified. And HomeSnap is much more of, I guess I'll call it like a utility for real agents platform than a portal, right? If you it's will- It's the professional it, tool is the way he puts kind it. Kind right? of, yeah, yeah, kind of. That's that's I guess the, that's a great way of putting it. I was just thinking of like Zilla Super app and stuff like that. You know, there's components that we know are more agent oriented. It's the whole um, what's the new brand name they got? Uh, Showing Time Plus. Yeah, right. It's a little bit like that. So notion. This isn't really for consumers, right? This well, is if you think about it, really, it's it's Zillow trying to have more of agent pro tools and a unified brand in response to I think. What mm-hmm. CoStar is doing right. um, with HomeSnap stuff, right? Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I thought it was interesting in the sense that <clears throat> the most important professional tool for agents is the MLS, and the MLS is the only entity that can stop something like you know buyer agent ratings or sophisticated buyer agent matching or or stuff like that, right? And that's who stopped the other previous efforts. Right, they're the ones who went to Redfin. They're the ones who went to Homeline. It's like, hey, if you keep doing this, we're gonna cut off your feed. Right, and they're like, okay, we give. Um, with Homes.com, they're getting their feed through 10x, so they probably could still exert that leverage today. What I think about is okay, but if Homesnap and Homes.com are unified, right, it leads to yet the second interesting thing, which. You and I have discussed over and over and over again on this program, but let's discuss it again because you know the industry likes to hear the same thing over and over. Connect the dots, which is listing data is not copyrightable, right? What's copyrightable about the photographs? And we know. Well, I think Co-Star's- isn't the compilation of the data copyrightable? Yeah, that's or that's something, a Mitch right? Skinner thing. I mean, who knows? I. <laughs> You know, I don't even know how that applies. Like, look, I'm co-star. I went in and I literally copied bedroom, bathrooms, linoleum tile, and granite countertop. Is that a compilation? I didn't take your compilation. I took data elements that's not copyrightable, you know? Um, and you have this back end, you know, that's uh, a professional tool. It's not that hard for me to think that one day they could just be like, look, we have all the data, Right. <laughs> Do you want photos? We have all the photos. We have a team of professionals went out and took all these photos, right? Why don't we make it life easier for you? Just like attach it here and go, right? 
And the reason f- I'm saying that's kind of interesting is, suppose an MLS were to go to CoStar, you know, not today. Today they would get, you know, they would have leverage. But two, three years from now and go, hey, either stop this buyer agent, you know, rating thing, or we're going to cut you off. Right? And CoStar was, all right, cool. Right? <laughs> cut us off. Because right? we have all your agents on our back end. They're all utilizing our photos and our this and that and the other thing. And the data is not copyrighted. So all we're doing is attaching those photos, the media, to the data we already have. Ask the agent to update the data if there's any changes. And then we're going to put it on homes.com. Right? And, and oh, by the way, that back end, what is that? I know what you're going to say. What is that? Right? Does it have three letters? Correct. Which then gets us to the conversation <laughs> about Sam DeBoard and his uh, conversation with ChatGPT. Right. Okay. So a couple things in there, right? First of all, we yeah. have all the photos, right? I mean, that's just that one sentence alone is like, you're giving a, a hell of a lot of credence to like the marketing efforts of homes.com and their ability to upsell agents. A majority of the agents on the MLS on their services, not, not the other myriad of services are out there, not to even mention what Zillow's got com- coming down the pipe, mm-hmm. right? With their acquisition, mm-hmm. right? So that's one thing. And then the second sentence you said, which to me is, is kind of a non-starter is, so we have the agents update the listing data. Okay, full stop. <laughs> that's, that's not going to fucking happen, right? Why? Um, because, you know, if you're going to ask an agent to do anything extra, it's just, it's just, that's just the nature of the beast. They're not going to do it, right? Um, and and third, it's like, what, you know, does that mean every, you know, going forward, you might have uh, that snapshot of data might be good for an hour. Okay. But if it's not being constantly updated by the new changes and everything else, that data gets stale like that. Sure. Right? Who's updating that data? Um, well, it you know, it would be every agent that belongs to the MLS. So you're saying. So you're you know, telling all, me that agents are glad to update the data for the MLS. But well, I mean, they're, they're, I think they're okay to say this is going from pending to sold. Right. But, um, that's, you know, I, that's, but I mean, you know, that's, it's such how, a, that's such a minor thing, you know, uh, you know, again, I mean, I, I don't, you know, it, 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 your, your supposition, it thinks that, everybody's gone there. If, if, if it's, if it's splinters and some people are on that homes.com platform or home snap and some aren't, well, now it's, you know, now you got other problems, right? You can't make a good CMA. You can't, you know, that what, what is the offer of, uh, you know, <laughs> this is why it's getting there of, you know, what's the cooperation, what's the compensation, what's, you know, the, you know, what do, do listings that go, if you're on a home snaps platform, is there an agreement that they go on Zillow as well? Or does that have to be all set Of course up? not. Well, you know it's not going on Zillow. If okay, well then, I mean, that's again a non-starter because we've seen that happen with the Dyna, right? In other places, like when the seller says, hey, why is my listing on Zillow? Well, you know, Zillow's kind of complicated and we've discovered that this and that and we're not going to, well, okay. So when is my listing going on Zillow? Well, this and that, okay. Okay, I want to cancel the contract because if you're not going to put my listing on Zillow, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't see that. I just, you know, those scenarios, I just don't see happening. Okay. I, like I, we've, we've beaten that horse, God, over the last 10 years so much. So, <laughs> you know, 
we don't have to beat that horse now. All, all I'm suggesting, I think, is this is clearly the direction. Right. So, you know, my thing was there's th this now to me, and we've talked about it before. Why does Zillow go and spend money and buy VX? I think it's VX or VRX or whatever the yeah, company name like is, yeah. right? The, you know, the media company, why are they doing showing time? Uh, God, my memory's going, man. I need turmeric and coconut oil, you know, the media <laughs> marketplace and Zillow's willing to go out and take photos and do the 3D tours and all this wonderful shit, right? Because Zillow knows they're smart. They're, they, they see the threat. They're like, oh my God, we have to get in on this game because we cannot have it be where all the photos and the 3D tours and the media is owned by CoStar, right? And that's right. the only piece of the listing data that is copyrightable, right? Like we just can't have it, you know? So Zillow's doing what they're doing. So I'm not saying CoStar's going to win. That's that's not what I'm saying, right? You're right. All those scenarios, you know, and CoStar's going to have to deal with the opposition, like competition. They're going to have to deal with that. All I'm suggesting is what this po clearly points to is like the strategic direction, right? Yeah. That it's about getting that back and it's about getting that data. And the one thing I will say about CoStar, though, the one advantage CoStar has over Zillow, they have it over everybody is their research team is second to none, right? Second to none. They've honed it over 20 for, for, years in commercial For commercial estate. properties. Right. And- I mean, so they have no experience in residential though. They have no experience, but research is research, right? Content creation is content creation. I don't, I don't know about that. Dude, I mean, it's I like saying, I've, had... I, I've been a book publisher for 30 years. I have all this expertise in book publishing and now I'm gonna start a magazine. Yeah, it's different. But publish, you know, like there's a lot of crossover. There's I, I a lot. I don't of know. Stuff. I mean, it might be you more know? close to like I, I I was in book publishing, and now I want to be a, uh, I want to be a film. You know, I, 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 the, the, I, I what mean, are you talking about, dude? Well, they're it's not like, completely different uh, disciplines. In other words, so think of it this way, and I, I'm bringing this up because you mentioned agents aren't going to do anything, right? That's extra. Okay, cool. But if you're getting a phone call from a, you know. Nice young man. Hey, let's just have a couple questions. Can you take one minute to answer? Does this house have granite countertops? That's not that much of effort. Man, Jesus. I mean, that's a... Her, yeah. How many no, houses? I'm just saying, it, it actually makes the agent's job easier. It's like, instead of you having to go in and update all this, we'll do it for you. Just answer these questions. We'll do it for you. Right? Who knows? I'm not saying that's what they're going to do. I'm just pointing out that CoStar has a long track record of being really good at research. Right, really good at getting the photos, the videos, the media, all that stuff. They have a track record of that. Zillow does not. I'm not saying they can't build it. I'm not saying they can't compete. I'm just saying Costa has a track record in that that no one else in our industry does. But no one else, I don't think, in maybe any industry does. Right, that's all. And they have like fifteen thousand people doing that. And in the earnings call, <clears throat> what Andy mentioned is. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't Andy. Actually, it was uh, the the CFO that Lisa Ruggles, who's like head of that research group, has quote significant resources now to throw at this. I'm like, dude, that's actually more significant, right? So, all I'm saying is like that's the trend. That's the direction. It explains Zillow's moves. It explains, you know, Zillow's moves. And then, of course, the rest of the industry were, <laughs> were, were not paying attention. So let, let me illustrate by this. I've heard, and you, I think you're the one of those guys who told me, at Inman, 
when news hit that Coaster was in talks to buy Realtor.com, that was like the topic. That was the only thing people yeah. could talk about. Yeah. I'm sitting here like, why wasn't that the case when CoStar said, we brought in all those contractors who are creating residential content, we brought them in-house as full-time employees, and they're now part of the CoStar research department. To me, that should have been the talk of the town when that happened. I think that's more nuanced and is a bigger story as something buying another company. I mean, but, you know, you know, just to, to, to segue, um, Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe so now according, uh, according acor- yeah yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead i was saying now take sam's you know whole yeah. twitter thread right yeah so i mean there's you know we got a lot of great feedback from our last podcast um i think you did a wonderful job of kind of mapping out where we are right now where you know what are we in and you know the things that we we got out of that to me was yeah, i appreciate that um, you know, in a, in a world of cooperation and compensation as being the main value proposition of an MLS, if, if that compensation goes away or becomes much, you know, is much less of part of that value proposition, yep. you don't have that carrot of compensation to make everybody cooperate together. Yep. Um, the, the MLSs are going to have to ha- come up with a new value proposition to keep brokers interested in still being part of an MLS. Yep. And I think that's a huge opportunity. So any vendors out there, I know I'm thinking about this every day. If somebody can figure that out, right, um, of how uh, to kind of give that, um, that's going to be that's going to be a big win. But yeah. we I, might I be talking about, out, but that's okay. a, not the topic of our thing. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think there's I've I've got an idea also, but yeah. <laughs> not to share on this this podcast either. But, not this um, podcast, <laughs> but. The other thing is, though, um, Sam DeBoer basically, you know, he told me that it was a, uh, he wrote an article based upon yep. our podcast. Yep. And there might be much to do about nothing um, in, in regards to the compensation uh, question mm-hmm. uh, as being part of the value proposition for an MLS. So Sam did something very clever, which is he asked ChatGPT, and uh, we'll put mm-hmm. the uh, link in the show notes. And it was a wonderful post. I mean, if you have not, I'm going to po- probably do this at the end of this podcast is yeah. put up on Vendor Alley. put on LinkedIn, I believe. Yeah. He put on LinkedIn and it's been shared on Twitter. I'll put it on Vendor Alley and the show notes here. But he asked uh, ChatGDP of like, you know, um, basically, let me see if the query was, what is the value of an MLS in real estate? Mm-hmm. And it listed out a ton. It, uh, it's a very nuanced, uh, mm-hmm. you got to go read his article. Mm-hmm. But you know what it didn't really, really focus on? What? Compensation. Okay. Right. It focused on a number of things, efficiency, speed, integrity, yep. standardization, yep. fairness, yep. transparency, yep. broader services, yep. data accuracy, most information, uh, more informed advice, more accurate pricing, yep. better decisions, all of yep. these benefits of being part of an MLS. Um, yep. But none of it really, 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 it was just a very small mention about the compensation yep. and how this is MLSs are better for buyers and sellers because, you know, with the compliance issues and everything, it makes everything more accurate and it's, they can have better decision-making because yep. of that. Yep. Um, so maybe, you know, based upon this stuff, um, you know, Sam came up with like, there's really four C's, not the two C's, right? And, you know, it's not just uh, cooperation and compensation, but, you know, compl- uh, cooperation, compensation, uh, consistency and compliance is what he was saying, okay. right? Yep. Um, 
So I felt really good after reading this thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, there is, it's inertia, but there's a lot there that I think we didn't really cr scratch the surface of um, that. Maybe we are a little bit worried about this too much. Maybe there isn't too much to worry about. Um, I know that probably makes uh, the, the hairs in the back of your neck stand up, Rob, but I mean, no, no. What, what say you? So I, I say on this podcast, what I tweeted to Sam when he put this, which is look, he, the article's fantastic. And those values that he raises, they're, yeah, they, that is the benefit, right? That is the value <clears throat> without compensation. But what I tweeted to him was, now ask, ask ChatGPT what the value of having 600 MLSs is. And I haven't, right. I haven't checked my answers to that. But here's the okay, thing. So Everything that he talks about, efficiency, fairness, speed, standardization, integrity, you know, data accuracy, you know, blah, 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 is much easier, to, much more effective if you have one MLS. Right. There's I no argument for multiple MLSs based on what ChatGPT produced. Okay, so from right. what I remember reading about the response to why 600 MLSs or whatever was, ChatGPT, I can't believe we're fucking, should we call, I mean, what pronouns are we using nowadays? I don't <laughs> even know. <laughs> um, but, but it basically was saying, uh, it came back with that the number of MLSs are decreasing. And, you know, uh, I think we all kind of saw that article from Swanapool. Mm -hmm. Sure. And uh, that they they are um, memberships are rising, but you know the number of MLS has decreased by two point nine percent or something. I think from mm -hmm. I don't know if it was last year or from two thousand twenty. I was really surprised that membership has gone up twenty nine percent since two thousand twenty, but it did make a, a slight drop of five point four percent. I think from yeah. two thousand twenty two yeah. to twenty three. But I digest. Uh, yeah. I digress. Um, it also said that. There might be some advantages because of local markets that having a individual MLS yeah. in a local market yeah. might have, but that's for the market to decide. So that's, and that's, and the market has been deciding to shrink the number of those things down, right? So that, that's nonsense, right? That's chat GPT, well, I mean, it's, typical it's, chat GPT things. You know, it's like oh, on the one hand, badge, this, on the other bad hand, chat that. GPT, bad, yeah, bad no, chat GPT. I mean, I've been playing with ChatGPT and it does a lot of that shit, right? Especially when it's sort of about, not so, oh, well, you know, there's some pros and some cons, right? And the, because the cons, let's talk about the cons, it, but it leads to lots of inefficiencies, double overlap, multiple payments. I mean, it talks about all of that too, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we could say, it's, you know, local, whatever. It's like, there's no proof anywhere that a local MLS delivers efficiency, integrity, standardization, fairness better than a local branch of a single national MLS. Right. I guess that wasn't part. Maybe that's part of the question. Maybe that's a question right. to be answered or asked. Right. And so yeah. the fact of the matter is like, I, and I'm, I'm bringing this conversation up in the context of this discussion about home snap and the back end and all this fight among giants is if the value of the MLS is around efficiency, speed, standardization, compliance, blah, 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 that is much easier much better for agents, for consumers, for the industry, if there are one MLS, right? With multiple branch offices, right? In a way, it's a little bit like talking about cell phone providers, right? It's much better to have one cell phone provider. So we're on the same, you know, and obviously we did it through legislation saying you all have to communicate. Because I remember, do you remember back in the day, early on, 
there were like two major sort of mobile uh, technology, mobile uh, solution technologies, time division and code division. Anyway, there are two <laughs> two things. And but through legislation, basically, you guys need to be able to talk to each other, right? Because we can't have it where if I'm on Verizon, I can't call a friend who's on AT&T and vice versa, right? <clears throat> so, you know, like it's almost like that. If what we want is efficiency, speed, standardization, fairness, then we should have one national MLS, right? And 600 right. of them and all of the associates that are relying on them, they all need to go away. But, but yeah, no, okay. So let's say I agree with that. I mean, but that's not... What, that's not where the conversation started, right? The conversation right. started with compensation. Right? If fucking compensation goes away, we're fucked. That's right. And I think I walked away from reading Sam's article and, and reading, you know, this responses from Chat GPT of thinking, God, yeah, are we? Are we? You know, God, God forbid that we're overreacting, Rob. I mean, no, yeah, I know no, we right. don't oh, do that. We here. never do that. We, we never yeah, do we that here speculate. at all. Yeah, we, we don't never speculate, speculate or overreact yeah. or you know or have the doomsday scenarios ever. No, but, not ever. I mean, but it does. It does kind of ring. I think some of that rhetoric back and puts me back in a more, um, you know, my chakras are a little bit more aligned now. Where okay. I was really like after that, going, God damn, yeah. I mean, this could be it, man. This could be it. Um, but you know, it's also a different thing to be able to communicate that to brokers in a certain so that they get that that they they understand what they're going to give up if they leave an MLS if they think that you know what I'm doing I got twenty percent of listings in this thing screw it I'm out right. Mm -hmm. Will they understand what they're actually losing, right? And I think that's a, a that communication is going to be a challenge also because there's always going to be, you know, there's always going to be that threat for for sure. No, I I suppose unless you don't give up anything, right? What do you mean by that? So, like, if you could imagine a scenario where something like what we're talking about, there's this giant national back end. In from two giant companies, one from CoStar, one from Zillow, right? And none, of, neither are saying we're an MLS. That's not what, what it is. They're just saying we're like a data utility uh, to make it a little bit, you know, easier for you to get listings onto various portals and blah blah blah, and conduct business, right? And then compensation goes away, and then a broker says, "Well, I have twenty percent of listings in this market, right? But uh, I could just process all that through this back end." And all the listings end up on Zillow and on Homes.com anyway. So if I need to bring a buyer, right? Because right so now- you, They, they, they no, get to use why. the service for all the other things, but yeah. they just opt out of displaying it anywhere. No, it's not an opt- You're thinking about this, but I'm saying I'm opting out of the MLS because I don't, I, I don't get it. Like I don't get the compensation piece of what I need to be part of this network. Well, for all the other reasons we just talked about, right? But I get that through Zillow and through Homes.com. You get compliance and you get, I mean, by, by just, by just the you accuracy, big, you don't like, get the accuracy. So you say compliance, but how many, how many brokers and agents are out there like, Hey man, I really need to join this MLS because they do awesome compliance. Well, no, but, but the compliance helps them make that data accurate, makes that data fresh, makes that all the, it, it, it enables that database to be better so that it okay. is more accurate, that the buyers have better information, sellers have better information. And, and you're for, telling me it's like somehow and else. impossible for a giant $35 billion corporation to put in a compliance department? Yeah, we've had this discussion before. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, of course I, not, right? So my point simply is if compensation goes away and there's this back end alternative, 
it's not irrational for a broker or an agent to be like, I have 25% of uh, the listings. I'm not going to get compensation anyway, so I don't care whether I belong to this network or not. Just show me which one's the easiest to give me the efficiency, the accuracy, the speed, the integrity, all of that. Right? If that's the local MLS, fine. Stick with the local MLS. If that's something else, go there. Right? Yeah. And I think that's the piece that the MLSs, the associations, Sam DeBoard, like they haven't grasped that next piece. Like if compensation goes away, right, and you now are competing purely on data accuracy, efficiency, integrity, blah, 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 then there's absolutely no reason why one local MLS would do better than a different local MLS, that a local MLS would do better than a regional MLS, and more to the point, that a local MLS would do better than some giant portal. And that might be well, yeah, terrifying. I mean, yeah, right? yeah. But but nobody up to this point, and this would sure. take, you know, has been able to say this, sure. we're offering this, right? So, sure. Yeah. But that's because up to this point and even today, because look, compensation hasn't gone away yet, right? <laughs> like it still exists. Like, you can't break that network effect. That's a very powerful thing. Uh, but we're talking about is if that goes away, then what? I'm like, the then what is... You then have to compete on the basis of efficiency, speed, integrity, compliance, fairness, transparency, broader services, right? And if you're trying to tell me that a thousand-person MLS in fucking middle of Iowa is going to do that better than Bright or CRMLS or CoStar or Zillow, I, I'm going to need to see some proof. I'm going to need to be convinced that you could do that stuff better. Right? You can right. do the compliance or the local networking better. I get that. But that's where Sam DeBoard's sort of thing needs to go from a conversational standpoint. Because quite frankly, the next meeting of CMLS, the next meeting of RISO, the next meeting of um, you know, NAR at mid-year, if you're an MLS person and you're not having this conversation, I have to be like, what conversation are you having? What are you talking right. about if you're not talking about yeah. this? Right? right. So yeah, more doomsday from... <laughs> Ralph and Greg goes, you know. <laughs> well, I want to, you know, we're, right before we end here, I do want to make a, a, you know, just a request. Uh, hey, if you are guys, um, we didn't get a, a sponsor for, for February, but March is completely available. Um, so if you're interested in, in, in supporting this, uh, this, uh, this podcast, we really appreciate it. Um, just reach out to us. Uh, we'll put the link in the show notes, but um, please spot, you know, think about sponsoring this, uh, this podcast industry relations. Um, we're getting a lot of, you know, good feedback from the industry and I think it's uh, growing. I know it's growing looking at the stats. So love to have anybody join us as a, as a, as a uh, sponsor. And even if you're not a uh, sponsor, you know what you could also do to help us is uh, just share the podcast. You know, if yeah. you're watching this YouTube, click that, smash that like button, baby, subscribe, all that jazz, you know? That, yeah, that absolutely. Helps. Awesome. All right, cool, man. I can't, uh, yeah, once again, uh, let's try and leave on a happy note. <laughs> <laughs> What's more happy than sending us money, Rob? Come on. Exactly. What, what could be right? more happy? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I think the happy note should be, I would like to know in the comments, or if you're seeing this on Twitter or whatever, just reply. Do you think Greg should change his first name to Fab? Yes or no? Just. Yeah. Oh, God, I'll right. kill you. I swear <laughs> to God. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thanks. Ciao, y'all. <laughs>